Today, we are throwing it back to one of the earlier episodes of this podcast. One, because it has consistently over the past year and a half been one of the most popular episodes downloaded, and it's timeless. How to wake up at 5 a.m. How to wake up earlier as a mom, because we want to enjoy a hot cup of coffee, we want to be able to get after it and get things done. So in this episode, you're going to learn the seven things that I personally do to get up earlier, Almost all of these things I still apply to my day-to-day life. I do mention some stuff I don't do anymore, like getting up, and um, I really don't post on Instagram at all (laughs) anymore for the most part, Uh, but this episode is meant to help just equip you with tools and ideas and tips that are going to help get you out of bed earlier so you can win your day if that's something you want to do. So throwing it back to this episode from literally, I think at the end of 2022, if not the beginning of 2020, wait, end of 2021, beginning of 2022. Girl, your friend is tired here, but it's all good. It's all good. That's what happens at the end of the day when you wake up early. You're tired and then you go to bed. So let's talk about what to do so you can wake up earlier in the morning and win the day. Enjoy this throwback episode. Welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast where you'll get the equipping and encouragement you need to do the hard things that lead to a healthy life. I'm Liz, and I'm a mom just like you. I've struggled in my journey, but I overcame by educating myself and by hearing about moms who had done hard things too. Get ready for the information you want and the motivation you need. You ready, friend? It's tough love time. Okay, let's chat now about early mornings. Early mornings, you might see me in my Instagram stories at like 5, 5.30, <laughs> doing my little boomerang saying, hey, good morning, how's your day starting? That time is sacred. That is my time in the morning. I love getting up early. I love having that quiet time, but it's hard to come by, isn't it? Whew, you might be looking at me like that. Seven, That 5 a.m. looks so far off because I'm getting up at like 7.30 with my kids and I don't know how to get myself there. I was in that spot for months. I mean, for months, my youngest didn't sleep through the night till he was about 12 months old. So I remember being there. Um, and it's really great to have that slow, quiet time in the morning before the hustle of motherhood and kids and their needs and attending to everyone else before you can get to yourself. It's nice to have that time first and to start our day like that. So should you be cold turkey, just starting a 5 a.m. alarm? Should you give it time? Is this a season where you just need to sacrifice sleep or is this something you can actually achieve in a healthy way? We're going to answer those questions. Okay. We're going to answer those questions right now. But first we're going to rewind to the newborn days of my boys with my first, we ended up sleeping in. I would end up sleeping in until his final wake up of the morning, right? When they're little ones, they have that like three or 4am and then you go back to sleep and then you wake up with them around seven. I did that for a really long time with him. And it was probably around the seven or eight month mark when I started getting up before him because he started to have a consistent wake up time. Now with my second in those newborn days, you mamas that have more than one, you, you get this, but once you have more than one kid, once you have a toddler that wakes up at a certain time of day, every single day, you have to get up, right? You have no other choice. You can't just leave them in bed for three more hours. <laughs> They're ready to start their day. So my second would wake up around five or 6am 
for that like newborn feed before he'd sleep a little bit longer. But my toddler would be waking up at, and he was two at the time. I had two under two for a while, actually. Whew, that is a, that is a handful. But before he would wake up before 7am, like 645, 630. So let's just say I was exhausted. And you're probably like, girl, I'm in that right now. Whew, it's tough. It is tough. And I was way more exhausted after my second because of that, because of that, you got to get up when your toddler gets up, you don't get that extra sleep. So if you, if I went to bed at midnight, because I knew my baby was going to wake up at midnight and I wanted to feed him. I mean, I was getting five or six hours of sleep. It was exhausting. So that thought of waking up at 5 a.m., getting up before both of my kids felt, I mean, insanely far off for me. And my youngest actually didn't start sleeping through the night until he was one. So I've always valued those early mornings. I've always done workouts really early in the morning, even in college. And I wanted to make that possible because it's just a routine I thrive off of, but it was hard. And and I mean, for a full year, I wasn't able to do it because of one, the way my kids were sleeping, but two, I just didn't want to prioritize it. And it really started to wear on me. It started to make me frustrated, wear on my mood. Oof. It was not pretty. It was not pretty. And getting to that 5 a.m. wake up, going from 7, 7.30, and backtracking it all the way to 5 a.m. took a long time for me. Uh, 5 a.m. is my norm now. You probably see me do it every day and you're like, how did she get there? I mean, it took a while. Okay. And I'm going to share with you how I made it happen. So let's dive into those. The first one is, <laughs> I think we just kind of hit on this, but how is the house sleeping? I think it's really important before you just decide, okay, I'm going to start getting up early. We have to be realistic about how our household is sleeping. So if you've got a little one, if you've got a baby, are they still waking up at night? Are they still waking up multiple times? Okay. This might not be the time to start getting up early. You do need sleep. Sleep is important no matter our age or stage. So this might not be the time you need to start waking up at 5 a.m. And that's okay if that's a, if that's the case. Maybe baby's only waking up once at night and you're willing to do that wake up and then still get up early. You just have to assess that for yourself. That's a decision you make. But how is the house sleeping? Um, just like the daytime schedule can be unpredictable with kids, nighttime can be too. And if nighttime is very unpredictable still, again, your wake up time might have to vary day to day. And maybe you can't say, okay, 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. is going to be my consistent wake-up time if one night baby wakes up once and the next night baby's waking up four times. If it's inconsistent or unpredictable, you might not be able to say, okay, this is my hard line. I have to wake up at this time every day to start my day and feel good. Okay, we just we just have to be realistic. Life happens in seasons. So if now's not your time to do that, that's okay. Like I said, with my second it took a year for that season to be over and for that new season to come where I could start getting up at a consistent time earlier. So give yourself that, that space and that grace to go, maybe this isn't the season, but I'm going to arm myself with these tools that Liz is about to give me that are going to make it possible down the road. Now, throughout that first year, there were days or even for a few weeks at a time where I could get up earlier than my kids, but it wasn't my norm because it just wasn't the right time 
for me as a mom to be doing that. So be free from that need to, because <laughs> it might not actually be a need of yours. Like sleep is a need. And if everyone is sleeping and this is the time that you can start prioritizing that early wake up, okay, then let's do some math. We're going to go to point number two. The second thing you need to do, if now is the right time, if you've done that honest assessment and said, how's my house sleeping? Is this a, a season where I can prioritize this? Or is this a season where, like what I did in the first year, where I prioritize sleep, And maybe there's a span of days or a span of weeks where I can get up earlier, or I do need genuinely to get up earlier and you make it happen. Um, But just do that honest assessment. After you've done that, if you've figured out that, okay, I can do this, this is the time, this is the season, I just need the discipline. Before we get to the discipline part and the actual things you can do, we need to figure out how much sleep you actually need, because we do need to be giving ourselves enough sleep if we want to be waking up early. If we're lacking on that sleep and we're only getting four to five hours a night, there's going to come a day where your body says, nope, (laughs) and it makes you sleep in. And then you might feel a little frustrated because you slept in later than you wanted to. So we need to figure out how much sleep you actually need. The average adult and most adults need somewhere between seven to nine hours of sleep. Now, the length of your sleep cycles, the length of your REM cycles, all of that plays into the actual amount, but I mean, most adults, there's unicorns out there that only need like four to five hours, but I'm so sorry to break it to you. You're probably not a unicorn (laughs) in this situation and others. Absolutely. But in this one, not so much. Literally almost all adults need seven to nine hours. I fall more on the seven end. My husband falls more on the nine hour end. Um, So just figure that out about yourself. Know that if there's a night where you just go to sleep when you're tired and you wake up when your body wakes up, if you do that a few times, you'll probably figure out what your average is. So Knowing that, once you figure that out, what's your ideal wake-up time? Take that. If it's 5 a.m., if it's 4 a.m., if it's 6 a.m., pick what that time is for you, and then do the math and figure out what the bedtime is. If I want to wake up at 5 a.m., I need around seven hours of sleep. If I go to bed around 10, I'm good, right? That's giving me seven hours. Sometimes if I need seven and a half and my body's really tired, I might go to bed at 9.30. It's not exact, uh, but it is a science. So figure out what that ideal wake-up time is. Do the math to figure out your bedtime and start getting consistent with that bedtime. Instead of trying to force the wake up time with this random bedtime that you're doing, maybe you're going to bed at nine and then midnight and then 1 a.m. and then 8 p.m. If you're all over the place with your going to sleep time, your wake up time is not going to be consistent. So we need to start with a consistent bedtime. Sorry if you feel like I'm talking to you like a toddler right now. (laughs) Go to sleep. (laughs) I'm not. You You just really have to be consistent with that bedtime. Once you've done that, Let's get your sleep environment right. If you listened to episode four, when we talked about weight loss plateaus, I told you, I hope you heard this little secret and I hope, I hope you started doing it, but turn off the video on your monitor. (laughs) If you keep your monitor with you at all, but turn off the video because that light in your face is not giving you the quality sleep that you need. I did that for like nine months. So please learn from my mistake. (laughs) Please learn from my mistake. Okay. Uh, Another thing that can help. This is The fourth thing that you can do, so after doing the math and doing the honest assessment, turning off the monitor so you're getting more quality sleep, is find an alarm that gives you a gradual wake up. Okay, so I'm going to explain what that means. Depending, our our sleep cycles are pretty consistent, but sometimes our body will sleep a little bit longer if we're sick or we need more rest physically. Our sleep 
varies a little bit night to night. So maybe we average on average need seven for me. I on average need seven hours of sleep. Some nights I feel super rested after six hours and 45 minutes. Some nights I feel really rested after seven and a half hours. So, and, and that's because things are fluctuating slightly. So many things impact that, but your wake up time, if, if you want to wake up at 5am every single day, you might not feel rested some days because you're trying to stick to that and you're forcing your body to do something it doesn't necessarily want to do. So what's really cool, if you don't know about how sleep cycles work, is there are times of night when you're in a deep sleep and then there's times of night where you are in a light sleep. I'm not going to go into much of the science, but I know and understand and can explain that to you. And I think it's cool to understand that. So in the deep sleep, it's going to be harder to wake you up. Okay. If you do get woken up in a deep sleep, you're going to be a little more groggy. If you're woken up in a light sleep, you're going to be a little more awake because your body's closer to that wake state. And when you're in that light sleep stage, you're, you're moving around more. You might be rolling over and there are alarms out there that factor that in and will wake you up when you're in a light sleep phase. So I found this app in college and I have been using it for years. I mean, literally for years and it helps me wake up rested and energetic. I mean, almost every single day. And that sounds crazy. And it's a free app. So it's called the sleep cycle alarm. I don't get any affiliate for this. It's a free app. (laughs) Okay. So go save yourself with that. And what it does, the way it works, it's so cool. It's so cool. So it uses the sound or motion detector on your phone and you do have to sleep with your phone next to you. So if you're super against doing that, find a different way to make this work. But if you're cool, or if you do sleep with your phone next to you, not if you're cool, if you're cool with sleeping with your phone next to you, (laughs) you're cool no matter what you do, girl. Um, If you sleep with your phone next to you, you can download this app. It's called the sleep cycle alarm, do the free one. And that's all I use. And it just tracks your, your sleep motion and your sounds and takes those things into effect so it can figure out when you're in a light sleep stage and that's when the alarm will start going off. So you set the alarm for the latest time that you want to wake up. Now, I like to wake up at 5 a.m. So 5 a.m. is my latest time of day alarm, okay? And what it'll do is any time in the 30 minutes prior to that time that you chose as your latest time that you want to wake up alarm, I I need to come up with a shorter name for explaining that, but... 30 minutes before that, it will start tracking and figuring out when you're in your lightest sleep stage and your alarm will go off at that point. So sometimes my alarm goes off at 4.34 in the morning because I'm in a light stage of sleep and it can tell that I'm in that and I wake up rested. Sometimes it goes off at 4.57. Sometimes it goes off at 5 a.m. It all depends on when you're in the lightest stage of sleep, but basically you pick the latest time you want to wake up, set your alarm for that time, and it'll wake you up anytime 30 minutes prior to that when you're in the lightest stage of sleep, so you wake up feeling rested. How cool is that, right? Who came, I mean, that kind of science, that kind of technology is way over my head, but I'm glad someone figured it out. So use a gradual wake up alarm. It will change your day because you'll wake up not groggy. I mean, I still get caffeine first thing in the morning, (laughs) so you'll probably still want to get your coffee, but man, it is a huge game changer. It helps so much. So that's one thing one thing you can start using that will help. Uh, now let's talk about, should you cold Turkey it or should you baby step your way back? I personally always, always, always suggest to moms who want to start waking up earlier that they baby step their way back to it and not cold Turkey it. 
I don't see cold turkey work for most people. I've tried it multiple times and it never works for me. I always end up sleeping in again. So it took me about three months to go from that 7, 7.30 a.m. back all the way back to 5 a.m. And I did it in 10 to 15 minute increments a few days at a time. And that varied a lot based on if we were traveling or what my kids were doing. But I would was used to waking up around 7 a.m. So I said, okay, I'm going to start waking up like quarter to quarter to seven, 6.45. And I would do that for a couple of days. That was pretty easy to adjust to. So a couple of days later, I said, okay, I'm going to start trying for like 6.40 or 6.35 or even 6.30. And I'd end up waking up around 6.35, 6.40. So about five minute increment. And I did that a few days at a time as I got used to it, as I was like, okay, I'm consistently waking up at this time now. I'd baby step it back a few more minutes, five, 10, 15 minutes. It's similar to workouts, right? You get stronger with certain moves over time as you repeat those moves. Like you can use, oh, let's talk about postpartum. At first postpartum, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing curls with five pound dumbbells. I feel like the weakest human being in the world. You're just kind of like, what is going on with my body right now, right? That's how it feels early on. And then one year postpartum, you've been consistent and you're using 12 pound dumbbells to curl. And you're like, wow, I really made this progress. That's what this is like with your sleep. You just got to step it back in small increments over time. And that habit of getting up at a certain time eventually becomes natural for your body. And even on days you don't set an alarm, you're going to be waking up earlier. So again, baby step your way back, get your body used to it, get it consistent. Instead of trying to cold turkey it, maybe that will work for a handful of people. But for most of us moms, it's going to work best if we just baby step our way back. And I know you don't like to hear that because you know it takes time, but it's worth it because your body will get used to it and it will become a consistent thing for you. And you'll be taking your boomerangs, you know, at 5 a.m. being like, whoa, I'm up starting my day, getting my me time. So baby step. Another thing that will really help you wake up earlier consistently and, and do this as well while you're baby stepping your way back is do it seven days a week. Okay. Don't give yourself any leeway or maybe look at it as do this seven days a week to support the habit. Okay. It's similar to the previous point. Your body's going to get into the habit of doing it. And honestly, it can affect your sleep and your energy levels. If there's a certain day of the week that you're sleeping in or getting more sleep or even getting less sleep, right? So it's going to be easier for you to wake up at a certain time of day or within a certain window if you're doing it every single day. And a lot of sleep experts say that if you're doing it seven days a week and your bedtime and your wake up time are the same, those seven days a week, it's better for your health overall, your brain health, your physical health. Uh, so make it a seven day a week thing. It's also like your, your nutrition. If you're eating well Monday through Thursday, but then you're just throwing all the habits you're trying to build out the window Friday through Sunday, it's going to be harder to get back on track. So if you're trying to wake up at 6am every single day, but you're only doing it Monday through Thursday, and then you're sleeping in on the weekends, going to be hard to keep that consistent. So just do it seven days a week, especially as you're building the habit. Maybe you get to that point where you're waking up consistently at that time. You do want to be waking up. You're up at 5am every day. It's super consistent, but you're super tired one day. You're like, okay, I'm just going to sleep in. You'd probably wake up at six. (laughs) I did that the other week. And it's just because it's what your body needed, but you're still up early and you're still feeling good about it. So if, if waking up early is something that you want to do, you've got to be committed to that seven days a week as you make it a habit, as your body gets used to it. Okay. Last thing is a mindset piece that I want to talk with you about. We got to be honest about this. 
And here's where the tough love mom talk comes in because I love you. This is in love. You might be thinking, I have so much to do. I, when the kids go to bed, I have my, my to-do list is a mile long. The house is a wreck. I got to pick up and I want to start getting up earlier so I can do all these other things. I'll just sacrifice sleep. Okay. If you're thinking that, if you've been listening to this whole podcast already and you're going, I'll just sacrifice sleep. It's just a season. Um, if you're thinking that I've been here, (laughs) my type A personality loves a to-do list. I love getting things done. I rarely, I literally only times I'm sitting down is if I'm driving in the car or recording this podcast, literally it's my weakness. Okay. But it will catch up with you. Sacrificing sleep will catch up with you, whether it make whether it's you getting sick, whether it's you being more stressed and ruining or burning bridges, you know, making your relationships harder. Maybe it makes motherhood more stressful and we're not coping well. It like we talked about in episode four, a lack of sleep can lead to a lack of impulse control, which can affect our nutrition, which can affect our confidence and our habits. I mean, sacrificing sleep is not worth it. It's kind of like getting burnt out. You can get sleep burnout by not getting enough. Um, Again, all adults, probably like 99%, I don't know the actual statistic, but almost all adults actually need seven to nine hours. Okay. Reminder, again, there's a few unicorns out there, but we're likely not one of them. There might be like one or two in our Tough Love Mom Squad over on Facebook, our podcast group, our exclusive little private group there. There might be a couple in there and thank you Lord for them because- they're amazing people that probably get a lot done, but most of us are not those unicorns when it comes to sleep. So don't sacrifice it. Do not sacrifice it. Start to prioritize your time. We're going to dive a lot in, in the new year into managing our time, prioritizing our schedules, getting rid of the things that aren't serving us so we can take time for the things that do for the times that take care of our health, our relationships, our mindset, because that's important to prioritize. And often we're just putting too much on our plate. So don't sacrifice your sleep for the things that you're, that are on your plate that you don't need to have on your plate right now. Okay. If you go to sleep with the living room messy, I've done that so many times, you guys, (laughs) if you go to sleep with the living room messy, yes, it will be messy when you wake up in the morning, but it's not the end of the world. It really isn't. Don't sacrifice your sleep over stuff like that. They're little. Your kids won't remember. Your kids won't remember. Okay. And a bonus strategy for you because I need to always give you a bonus here. Well, not always, but I have one that just came to mind and this, I've done this for so long. I love doing it. It helps so much is plan your day. Like, look, know what's happening the next day before you go to bed. And if you have, if you work off a to-do list or you have certain things you do every day and you write them down somewhere, keep that list simple. Okay. Keep it really simple. Keep it short, keep it doable, keep it realistic, but look at your day ahead before you go to sleep. We, a lot of the times we overestimate how much we can get done in a day. And that's why we're sacrificing sleep. That's why we're staying up too late. That's why we're not getting up as early as we want to, or maybe we are getting up early, but we're not sleeping enough. So don't overestimate how much you can get done in a day. Be realistic about what you're going to be doing the next day and don't say yes to too much. Okay. Keep like a top three. I like to keep a top three or four, um, because, Obviously I have business and life to do's every single day, most days, not necessarily always on weekends, but keep like a top three or four. So you know them heading into the next day. Okay. Tomorrow's the day we're out of the house a lot. My to do's are going to look like making sure our house is stocked with groceries and making sure that play date gets done and I'm present there. And if the floor doesn't get vacuumed tomorrow, because we're barely going to be home anyways, 
okay, it's not in the top three. It can be on my to-do list, but if it doesn't get done, it gets moved to the next day. Man, you just got a real, real solid bonus here. Jeez, I need to dive into that on another episode. Yeah, I'll do that for you. But make sure that you're doing that the night before. So when you do start your day, even if it's not as early as you want it to be, you're going into the day with purpose and with knowing of what's going to happen and with intention. Okay. So make sure that you are looking at your next, you know, looking at tomorrow, the night before, so you can go to sleep peacefully and with, with true rest. Okay. Um, today we talked about things that support this goal of waking up early. But what I want you to do is when you start waking up early, when you're implementing these things, you know, turning off the monitor, it's okay. You'll hear your baby. I promise. (laughs) I literally probably could stop using a monitor for my kids because I always hear everything, right? Mom life. We wake up for everything now, but we talked about ways you can support this goal. So head over to Instagram when you start implementing these things and tag me so you can, you know, send me a DM so I can be like, yes, you're doing it. Tell me which, which of these aspects of waking up earlier you want to address more on, um, you know, breastfeeding kids, scheduling your workout around that. Maybe you're trying to schedule in a workout and you, you're not sure what time of day is the best. Let me know over on Instagram, which aspect of this you want to dive in a little deeper to, and maybe I'll do another episode about that. Um, and then as you're implementing these things, tag me so I can cheer you on, right? We can get there. We can make this earlier morning happen so we can have that sacred, quiet, still time where it's literally just, just us. No other demands are being put on us other than uh, just being able to sit there and know that we're heading into the day with intention. So tag me on Instagram when you start implementing these things. I can't wait to cheer you on and pick your ideal wake up time. What I want you to do leaving right now as we wrap up this episode is pick out what your ideal wake up time is. Okay. Pick that out. And if you work outside the home some days, you know, maybe like I said, try to do the seven days a week. That's how you're going to get consistent with it. But if you have other factors that play in and you do have to get up earlier, like pick that wake up time. If this is a season where you can realistically get up early, have an ideal wake up time, have purpose behind it. Don't just willy nilly pick some random time because you think that's a good one have purpose. Okay. And calculate when you need to start going to bed. If you do nothing else from this episode, do that. Okay. And then start baby stepping your way there. It will take time, but tag me in the mornings when you start waking up early. Okay. Like I said, I want to cheer you on. I want to see you working towards your goals. I want to see you implementing the stuff here. It's such a joy to show up and know that I'm in your ears right now. And that's crazy to me, but then I'm here just pouring into you and helping you own your day, helping you gain that confidence, just feel more solid with how you're showing up on a day-to-day basis, both in your journey and as a mom. But I really want to see you owning your day. I want to see you working towards that because you are capable of it. You are here for it and you can do it. You are capable of doing this. So I want to see you doing it. I want to see you waking up earlier. I want to see you baby stepping it back and being realistic. So go over and tag me. And remember, if you need help at all with owning your day or with really talking through or bouncing ideas off of me personally, if you want to chat with me about this habit or your postpartum weight loss habits, uh, your mindset or your outlook around any of this, or maybe your routines. You want me to look at your schedule and just dissect it and we can chat over what should be on your plate and what shouldn't, whatever it is, go grab a one hour session with me below or a bundle of sessions so we can map this out 
get you accountable to following through with what we figure out is best for you to take action on right now, what habits you're going to implement, getting your schedule down pat so you feel like you're mastering the right habits, you feel like you're owning your day, you're waking up when you want to wake up, you're getting the things done you want to get done, and you're doing the stuff you, you're not doing the stuff, I should say, that you don't want to do, okay? Baby steps are the single best way to sustainability in anything, so I'm blessed that I get to help you here in this podcast on that, but again, if you need that tangible one-on-one support, grab a coaching session below, grab one of those bundles below so we can help you getting up earlier, help you own your day and master your routine. I hope your sleep is sweet and restful tonight. And I hope your coffee as you face this day is strong and warm. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review, letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.